You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Savage Arms and the new 110 Ultralight. At about six pounds, the 110 Ultralight is designed to combat elevation and the elements while maintaining the performance of a factory blueprinted Savage 110 action. The carbon fiber wrapped stainless steel barrel makes it durable and lightweight. The rifle comes equipped with the Savage AccuFit technology, so that means it's adjustable and it comes in a variety of calibers. The 308, the 270, the 28 Nosler, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 30-06, and much more. If you want to find out more information about the 110 Ultralight, visit SavageArms.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast and I think this is like episode 110. Hard to believe we're already 110 episodes into this. So I guess for starters, thank you all for continuing to listen and, and continuing to share. So the show can continue to grow and we can keep doing this. This episode is about the new Huntfish Ohio app. So that's that's the app that the ODNR has released that... Uh, allows you to buy licenses and tags and you can you can find public hunting or or access lo- there, there's a mapping feature in there and, and I'll get into that in the in the podcast I wasn't actually on this one I wasn't able to uh, to record with this one but we have John Window on from the Division of Wildlife to discuss the app and some of the features and answer questions so this is a good one uh, lots of good information in this one so Make sure you're sharing this one with your buddies. Before we get into that, let's talk about Monster Whitetail Grub and their deer feed products. So they're an Ohio deer feed company and they know what Ohio deer need, right? So for attracting deer to either a hunting location or to get them in front of your camera, whatever it is you're looking to do, Monster Whitetail Grub has something for you. So they've got their signature feed, their signature monster whitetail grub feed that that's sort of what they're known for it's a high protein feed it's got mineral mixed in it's it's a it's more of a coarse feed great product we've had really good luck with it they've got flavored corn sort of turns it into a long range attractant steps up you know we know deer like corn but adding flavor into it can take it to that next level and then if you are looking for just straight mineral they've got that also so look for it in retailers near you if they don't have it ask them to carry it and if they don't have it go to our website ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors and you can figure out where and how to get some of the stuff if it's not available in your area so with that let's get into the episode with john window Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so today we're going to be talking about the new ODNR app, Huntfish Ohio. We have John Window on from the ODNR, and this is something we're super excited about. He's going to uh, fill us in on some of the uh, features that the new app has. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Division of Wildlife, we uh, recently uh, launched our our first um, app. It is entitled uh, Hunt Fish Ohio. Um, in the app stores, you can find it as Hunt Fish, one word, space OH. So yeah, um, it's it's a game check and licensing app is its primary purpose, although it does have some other features that we're excited about. But again, the primary purpose is to provide a, a better, convenient um, way for our customers to purchase their licenses, access their licenses and their accounts. And then the big thing we're really excited about is a more convenient way to check game, um, especially with the allowance of electronic permits now. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now you can picture, you can purchase your app or. <laughs> purchase your licenses right in this app. You don't even need to go to the website, correct? Correct. So once you download the app, you provide your customer information, which would be the normal information you log into at the website um, with your customer ID. You can use your username and PIN. You can use your social security, um, whatever feature, you know, whatever way you, you access in. Once you provide that to the app, the app stores it for you. So then the next time you want to go buy your license or if you want to check your licenses or look at them or what permits you have, it's already there. Um, you just click on it and um, the app knows who you are. It talks to our system already and it says, hey, um, it's so-and-so. We, this is who it is. Um, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Now, once you've purchased uh, a license in the app, um, mm -hmm. is there somewhere to, to store that license digitally? to serve as your uh, requirement to carry your license? Yeah, so there's there's a couple ways to look at it. First of all, you can go under the menu that says licenses and permits, and it will show you all the current licenses and permits that you have. Um, you can also go to the expired ones and see some of the past ones for the past few years. We don't have everyone, you know, you can't go back 10 years or 20 years. It just would be a little bit, um, it would fill up too much space, take up too much space. But we go back a few years, showing a few years there. Um, but it will show you what licenses and permits you have, give you the detail, the information about those. Um, and then you can view those. And you click that view button, you open it up, and it will show you that. And you can actually download that. And that, that PDF is the exact same thing that you would get if you did on your computer or if you went to a license agent. And then again, you can save that PDF. You can print that PDF if your phone is hooked up to, you know, connect to a printer, um, just like you would on your computer. So if you are utilizing the digital permits and tags, is it the responsibility of the hunter to have that saved if you're not in cell service? So if you're not in cell service, it's already going to be there on your phone. So once you have that access, you know, your account accessed, it's already going to be there. The phone knows what, you know, the app knows what permits you currently have. And that's going to be there whether you have service or not. Um, and that's one, again, one of the things we are, the advantages of this um, now with electronic permits is before, how do you check a, a deer or a turkey if you don't have cell service? You know, how do you complete that tag? And the app already knows that. It's already stored there, your current permits, your current licenses. So that's already there. You can, you know, complete the process or submit the information, uh, the county of harvest, 
um, you know, all the date and time and fill all that information in, whether you have service or not. And then if you don't have service, um, it, it will hold that in the app for you until you get service. Um, if you have service, it'll automatically submit that and then bring, you know, send back the confirmation code for you. And then that will be stored in your phone as well. So just to be clear, I, th I mean, I think I already know the answer to this, but just for the listeners to be clear, um, you have to still submit or transmit that data by the deadline that's set forth in the regulation. So like if you don't have service, you still have to go find service or go up to the top of the hill wherever you normally would get service by midnight of the day of harvest in order to transmit that to the ODNR for it to be legal. Is that true? Yeah, I think that would be the interpretation, you know, because, yeah, it does need to be submitted to us, um, you know, and you have I think the rule actually says you have to receive complete the process, which would include um, receiving your confirmation code. So, right. yeah, I, okay. I would think that is accurate. Yeah, but that's a really helpful feature because, you know, a lot of a lot of hunting places are, uh, you know, have poor or no cell phone service. So the ability to complete the game check process and then have it upload when you do get service is a pretty helpful feature. Yeah, and that was really one of the driving forces um, for the app. Uh, you know, we've, we've with as an agency, talked about an app for quite a while. Um, you know, apps can do a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of things you can build into them. But it really became apparent in 2019 uh, the spring of 2019, when the council approved electronic uh, permits. So before that, we had electronic licenses. And you think about it, it's pretty easy to take a snapshot of your license. You have that PDF, you just take a snapshot of it, or you save that PDF. That's pretty easy. But as a hunter, when you have that permit on your phone and you don't have cell service, how do you fill that out? Or how do you complete that? You know, How do you fill in your date and time and county of harvest and all that information? You know, and so that really became apparent that we needed a better tool. We needed to get with the times to bring our, our game check process um, to, to actually meet what the rule is allowing people to do. Right. So uh, another cool feature of the app is you can now uh, access the regulations booklets right in the app, correct? Yeah, so we have a lot of other features built within the app. Um, so we have a lot of different resources, links to things, for example, like the Fish Ohio PIN program, our report wildlife sightings. There's a lot of links um, to some things that we feel people use a lot, would want to have quick access to. But the hunting and fishing regs are something we know people use a lot and need a lot. And so those are actually two things that we put, two of the resources we put that are stored as a PDF on the phone. So once you have the app, you have those two PDFs. They aren't something where you need a connection or a cell connection. So no matter where you are, uh, as long as you have that app, you have our hunting and fishing uh, regulations books with you. And you can scroll through them um, in a mobile-friendly uh, format, and you can look up whatever information you might need. Yeah, I've found myself utilizing that a lot already. You know, that's really handy, you know, because before I would, you know, have to go online, and, you know, look, go to the website, look it up and and download know, it. And you would need that right. time to download. But no, it's stored right on yeah. that phone. Yep. Yeah, I've, I found that really handy. 
Right. And that'll also be handy for, and I mean, I know we're not the only ones, but our hunting cabin is out of cell service. So, you know, we're going to bed at night and we're wondering when to set the alarm clock and we want to look up when sunrise is, you know, Mm -hmm. that's in the regs book. We normally have a copy of it there at the cabin, but it's nice now you can just flip that up real quick and yeah, or if you have a question when you're in the blind or in the stand or even, you know, right. out on the water fishing, you have a question on something, you can, you know, Fish Ohio, what's what's the Fish Ohio bullhead or, or whatever, you can look that right up right there in your fingertips. Yeah. Also, it just gives you something to read in the tree stand. <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, get that booklet and, you know, they, they use it to reference things, but sometimes... You know, they don't really sit down and read to, you know, see what what is legal and what isn't. And, you know, also understand, you know, what what kind of things the ODNR offers, you know, season dates and things like that, that they maybe currently aren't utilizing. Sure. Now, you can also uh, you guys have the uh, turn in a poacher. Um, you can do that on the app now too, correct? Via text? Yes. So uh, again, some of the other features we have are some of our contact information, like our district offices, main offices. And if you go there, you click on, you know, the phone number, it'll bring up your phone's, um, you know, dialing service. Uh, if you click on the directions, it will bring up your phone's mapping service and tell you, you know, how to get there and provide that. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned with the tip one, you can not only call, but it can utilize uh, the texting feature, which is something we've added to, to tip uh, last year, but now it's something you can just click on right in there. You don't need to type it in uh, or anything like that in your uh, messenger. You can just click on it and send us a text. Yeah, now you touched on the uh, location features of the <laughs> app. Um, I know I've seen a lot of people online um asking like you know why why does the app want my location um can you uh talk about some of the things that allowing location service um allows you to do within the app sure so a couple of the other features we have um within the app uh, one of them is a weather widget and of course it's going to default to your current location if you allow um location settings so uh, wherever you are, it's going to have it's some basic information that hunters may use, uh, wind direction, uh, the temperature, sunrise, sunset, some of those kind of features and, and uh, pressure, some of those things. It's kind of a basic weather widget. It's not a full-blown weather app, but some nice information right there. And again, that's based on your current location. If you don't have that, um, it's going to default based on a cell tower or a Wi-Fi or you, if you have it out completely, it may just not have any information there. Um, another feature we have are some maps. So we have, at ODNR, we have a lot of GIS data. Uh, some of those like our public lands, uh, where our license agents are, boat ramps, um, you know, some ODNR shooting ranges, things like that. So we have a map feature in there that people can go and turn some of those layers on and off find you know the the nearest lake to them or or the dnr property or a boat ramp and also how to directions how to get there and some other uh, information so again you know it's going to default to where you are and then allow you to map directions based on that if you allow those kind of things so does the location or the mapping does it 
is it involved enough to where if you're on public land, does it track your location to like work with the boundaries of the public land, you know, public private intersection, or does it not have those capabilities? It's going to show you where you are in relation to the boundary, you know, our ODNR maps. Cause so they'll, if okay. you have that layer on, it's going to be highlighted. Um, and you know, depending on how close you zoom, um, right. it, it's gonna, you know, give you the, you know, where we have those GIS, um, right. boundaries defined. So at least, it at least give you a ballpark. <laughs> Correct. Yes. As we're getting ready for deer season to open up, if deer scent is something that you want to use as a, as a tool in your toolbox to, to have available to you, I encourage you to check out Mastin's Deer Sense. Mastin's is a deer scent company and they've got your standard liquid scents. So what, you know, if, if you're just looking for liquid scent, they got that, but they've also got some other interesting things like scented gel crystals that can be refreshed with the, the liquid scents. They've got their double scent stacker, which uh, you can go to their website and check out, but it, it allows you to layer scents and, and heat them, which makes it more realistic. So lots of interesting and cool things. And best of all, the prices are really good. So check them out, mastinsdeersense.com or go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors and get all of our sponsor information there. Now, back to the episode. And then one of the other features we built in too was when you submit game check, um, if you have the your location defaulted, it will actually default to the county you're in at that time. So, um, which is kind of a handy feature, you know, if you're down on AEP land and you're, you know, you know, if you decide to check in the game right there where you're at, you know, right there um, with the animal and you're not sure which county you're in, maybe it's, you're not real familiar, it will to default your to the current county you're in so that that's kind of a nice feature if for people that travel and hunt in areas where they're maybe not sure where the boundary or the county lines are as much um yeah so that is another kind yeah. of feature we built in just to make it easier for people yeah that's so, that's a nice feature because we hunt on a few properties that you know border county lines mm-hmm. and you know if if you don't know the landmarks you can be pretty confused as to which county you're in. So that's a, a nice feature. So just because I know this question is going to come up from our listeners, um, how detailed is the tracking and location? You know, like if I tag or, you know what I mean? If I check a deer in and it knows where I'm at and it says I'm in Summit County, mm-hmm. but I tag my deer in that I shot it in whatever Mahoning does it you know is that going to raise a red flag for the ODNR or do they not even look at that um like if you're tracking you know you're checking a deer in three hours we don't currently have anything set up to red flag that um and you think about it just because you're you know you could harvest an animal in one county you can drive clear across the state as long as you right. check it in in time, there's nothing right. illegal that was done. That's perfectly legal. Um, so, you know, we don't have anything to red flag based on that. Okay. Yeah. Jake, the I question. Just, no, I, that's a lot of the concern that we get is like, why do they need to know where I'm at? What are they doing with that data? So yeah, and again, kinda... it's not tracking. It's not like we're constantly tracking either. It's if you submit, inform, you know, if you're, it's a default. It's, you know, when we're doing, 
you submit game check. It's one of the things that says, hey, you're at this location. It's defaulting to that county. Um, but you can obviously override that because, you know, maybe you harvest it in one county and now you're at home. So it's going to default to where you are right now. Right. Um, maybe it's not where you harvested that animal. So, again, um, it's not like we tracked you through that that whole process and it's not constantly tracking you or keeping track of that. The amount of data that would that would generate is would be monumental. So, right. It's right. nothing like that. Right. Yeah. Jake, the question I thought you were going to ask was like, how close does it pinpoint you? Because I thought, you know, people would be afraid of giving up their hunting spots, you know. Well, I mean, that kind of goes along with it. That right. Right. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. It's like he answered that as well. But right. You know, like if you. I mean, the, if you check your deer in, does it does it know? I guess because you don't check it in necessarily from where you harvested the deer, but it's just like it only goes down to the county. It's not going down to like the township or the actual coordinates of where you're tracking it or how detailed. I think what, the way that works behind the scenes is um, the phone does send its whatever it's using for locations to the system and the system calculates that. So um, they probably do know some sort of lat long kind of thing is how right. that's calculated on. Um, to what level, I'm not sure how far that goes down. Right, right. It's probably in the the metadata, but yeah. all that's being stored is the county. Correct. Right. Yeah. Is there any other features that you'd like our listeners to know about or that you're excited about? Yeah, one of the other things, you know, as an agency we're kind of excited about are the notifications. Um, so we have the ability to send notifications to, you know, again, it has to be opted into um, uh, for push notifications, which are the ones that, you know, pop up on your screen when, when it's just sitting there on your desk or in your pocket. But um, the ability to send notifications to users is something we're excited about. Um, with today, everybody has their phones. Um, you know, not everyone checks their email anymore. Uh, it, it's hard to get communicate to people. So if we have a regulation change or, you know, season's coming, we want to remind people that early season hours are sunrise to sunset, not, you know, half hour before, something like that. How do we communicate to some of our, our customers? So, you know, the app has the ability to do that. We know that people have their phones with them all the time. So that's something we're really excited about. Obviously, it's something you can't inundate people with and we can't do that every day or wouldn't want to do that every day but you know it's just another tool for us to connect to people so that's something right. we're really excited about may i don't know as far as it's not really a feature that the users would use but hopefully we can get them some good information and timely information and reminders right right it would be nice to to get a reminder of you know hunting seasons or you know if there's a a regulation that is easily missed mm -hmm. um you know get a notification yeah. just reminding that or of a you know a feature yeah, that... i think it was a year or two ago we had a change in the river otter regulations in the mid-season so you know getting that information out to the trappers uh, at a timely in the mid-season it was too late to get it into the regulations booklet so you know that presents a little bit of a challenge where you know now if those things come up it's a little easier so another tool not a hundred percent but it's another tool for us to reach out and get the word out 
Right. Yeah. Jake, do you have any more questions or? Uh, just another thing I thought of, just again, more for our listeners to make it clear. Um, the addition of this app has not removed any other features or ways to check in deer or any of that. I just want to reiterate that, I guess, or you have you verify that you can still check your deer in every way you've always checked your deer in. Yes. You don't have to just, use this app. It's just another tool. It's more convenient. Um, we think it's more convenient. It's it's a little easier to do, to navigate on a, a phone versus trying to do it. I mean, you could always do it on your phone before, just like you can your computer. Uh, right. But it's not always as friendly, user-friendly um, to try to do it that way. So the app is more user-friendly. Same thing with buying a license. You could always do it through your phone before. It's just not ideal. It's not quite as nice and convenient and friendly. So it's just more of a user-friendly way to do it for those people that are choosing to use their phone. But again, you can always still do it on your computer. You can still go to a license agent. Um, we still have all those other ways to, to check game, uh, to buy licenses and interact with us. Just, again, just another method. Right. And you can still pick up your regulations books at your local ODNR office or licensed sales agent, correct? Correct. Yes. All right. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people really like having a physical copy of the regulations book. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's about all the questions I had. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a cool tool and definitely more convenient because, you know, I'm one of those people that tried to struggle through doing it on my phone. Mm hmm. Yeah, and we're going to be so. continue to add uh, features and op options um, to it as we, you know, get to use it and see how people are interacting with it. We're going to build and, and build onto it. Um, but, you know, this was a really, really good start for us. Uh, we didn't want to build it so big and then figure out we needed to change something or, or do something a little different. So we have, a, you know, really good licensing and game check app. And then we want to add some things. Um, like the maps, you want to add some more data, some better data um, to those. So there's more information there. So, so again, stay tuned and, and, you know, check when the upgrades come, the updates. So, and, and you know, install those updates. So again, hopefully there's more features and, and more um, custom customizations and, and things for people. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the app. It seems to be a, a really great tool for you know, the consumer, um, you know, as as sportsmen uh, to have, you know, license sales and check system and regulations, you know, all at your fingertips. You know, it seems right now just about anything you you want to do, you know, in contacting the ODNR or, you know, a lot of the, the most access things on the website uh, you can now do right in the app. And it's pretty convenient well thank we hope so yeah yeah so i really appreciate you coming on and uh i think that's where we'll leave it okay well thanks for having me yeah thank you so that's it for this week like i said lots of good information in this one so make sure you're sharing it with your buddies and and getting the information out there about the new hunt fish ohio app I want to thank John for taking time out of his schedule to come on and talk to us. We really, really appreciate that. And yeah, I think that's it. Follow us on social. We're Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram. And if there's something you want to 
see, something you want us to talk about, or, you know, you shot a good deer this fall, or, you know, got a bunch of squirrels, whatever, post it, tag us, and uh, we like seeing that stuff. So, with that, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.